advantage of the day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Welcome to this edition of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holters with you, voice of the Chiefs, along with senior team reporter Matt McMullen. And yes, it's Raiders Week. Uh, point A, part one of the 2022 version of this great rivalry dating back to 1960. But before we get into that, uh, we're wearing our Crucial Catch uh, hoodies here. This is our Crucial Catch game, but we're not going to wear these hoodies on game day. Now, we want to Let's just accentuate why we're doing it, right, to bring awareness uh, to do cancer screening. Uh, I was reminded of that this week with Nick Bolton being on the Chiefs Kingdom radio show, and his mom had breast cancer, and Nick, who was so courageous during that time as a young teen, uh, just brings it all to life. But truthfully, we're not going to wear these hoodies on Raiders game night, are we? Black and white? Yeah, we can't. They're nice hoodies. They They're fit gorgeous. Well. They're, They're awesome. nice, but they are black, so we can't wear these on game day. But it is a very important cause. I had a chance to speak with a man named Gary yesterday. He'll be one of the people honored on the field at halftime on a Monday night. Uh, he's a prostate cancer survivor. Hmm. And just a really interesting story, he, uh, when he reached a certain age, was getting tested every year, his PSA levels, to make sure that everything was okay. And he was very healthy, had no symptoms, and one day his results came back and he had cancer. And the thing that he kept telling me is if you get screened and checked, if they catch it early, 100% of people, for the most part, survive prostate cancer. But uh, if you wait and don't get checked and it's too late, uh, your chances are not nearly as good. So yeah. uh, we're going to talk about a lot of football here, a lot of positive stuff, but uh, it's a great chance for the NFL with its amazing platform to remind everyone if you can get screened for a certain kind of type of cancer when you reach a certain age, you should do it. Yeah, colon cancer is the same way. They used to say 50. Uh, now they're saying like 45 and 40 might be the new 50. And we've got friends that have uh, been diagnosed with colon cancer. And so the black and white hoodie, okay, for Raiders Week, not so much. But these colors represent the different cancers. You can look them up and uh, just realize how important it is to be very, very careful and to screen and to uh, be vigilant uh, in your lives for the different kinds of cancer. All right. This uh, Reader's Week edition, part one, we're going to have some fun. We're going to go a little bit off the grid here because instead of breaking this game down, if you go to, go to Hy-Vee Chiefs Insider, go to Kingdom Conversations, we break it down. This one, we're going to have some fun because this will be entitled Yes, No, Bizarro. And that is your and my recollection of past Raider games in this rivalry, ones we like, the yes, the no, the ones we don't like so much, and then the bizarro version uh, of the Raiders rivalry. But before we do that, Raiders week or any week, we go around the world and check in with our kingdom defenders throughout the planet. Now, normally we do 13 seconds, so 13 names and places. I've been bending the rules a bit lately and did it again today. We have 18. So 18, it's, all it, right. It's 13 seconds plus five for five touchdowns scored against the Buccaneers. I like that. I like the way you get the math in there. Now, yeah. also, the North Pole was represented last week, sure even was. by a visitor to the North Pole. Sure yeah. was. It sure yeah. was. And we have some good ones here today. So we have Anthony and Joplin. He'll be here on Monday and will also be participating in the halftime show, which is very cool. We have Mickey and KC Moe. Nikki in Hannibal, Missouri, a big-time Kingdom defender. They're always checking in. So shout-out yeah. to you, Nikki. Hometown of Mark Twain. He yep. was a big Chiefs fan, by the way. Of course. Samuel Clemens. Yes, maybe he'll be at the game on, on Monday. I think so. I'll leave him tickets. Yeah. Uh, we've got Duncan in Oklahoma. Jason in Vermilion, South Dakota. Go Yotes. My wife's alma mater. 
we've, we've got and Anthony. Duncan's not from Duncan, Oklahoma, is he? Because there is a Duncan, Oklahoma. I don't believe so. Okay. I thought it was Duncan in Oklahoma, but I, I could be mistaken. No, there could. There, but it's always good if you have the name of the town you're living in. That's like true. McMullen, Missouri. I'll go back and look at it, but yeah. we know he's in Oklahoma at least. Uh, we've got uh, Anthony in Marshfield, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, Rogelio in Pomona, California. Hopefully I said your name right. Uh, Kent in Las Vegas. Big weekend here for Kent. Mm, behind enemy lines. Yep, big time. We've got Robert in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, down in the boot heel. Mm-hmm. Chris in Richmond, Virginia. Tom and Amanda in Mount Washington, Kentucky, also known as the Bourbon Outpost Kingdom East. It's mm. just great. They're one of our first people to really plant their flag and name their area, and they're, they're still kingdom defenders out there. We've got Sheila in Coca, Florida. Ruben in Turlock, California. John in Tucson, Arizona. And this one's a cool one. So he'll be here for the game on Monday with his daughter. It's his first game in 26 years. Eight years ago when she graduated, he promised her that he'd take her to a game. Well, all this time has passed, but he's finally making good on that promise, and it's Monday Night Football. So a lot of cool. things have happened in those eight years since uh, that promise was made. Yeah, a lot of good things. Yeah, a lot of good things. Uh, we've got Hunter in Tipton, Missouri. Mike in Yukon. Cardinals. Yeah, there you go. Mike in Yukon, Oklahoma. Perry in the Philippines, and you'll like this one. Brian from, is it Kearney, Nebraska? Kearney, Nebraska, home of the Bearcats, or the University of Nebraska Lopers. University of Nebraska, Kearney Lopers. Yeah, and close to Smith Center, right? Yeah, about an hour away. Yeah, but get sure. this. This is cool. So he was originally a Broncos fan, okay? This is back in, like, the 80s. He went to college, and his roommate was a gigantic Raiders fan, hmm. and he would always root against the Chiefs to the point where Brian started rooting for the Chiefs just to spite his roommate and then made the full conversion over time, and now he's a full-blown Chiefs fan. Evangelism comes in so many different ways. Yeah. So – Yes, some creative evangelism for the Chiefs' kingdom. Live it. Yeah, Love and, it. and that's our last one. So lots of uh, good ones this week. Oh, those are awesome ones. So let's get into our yes, no, bizarro part of the uh, Chiefs' rivalry. Do we want to? You want to start with yes or no? We're leaving bizarro for the last. You want to start um, yes or no? Let's start with no, so we have some positivity here in the middle. Okay. I'll start with the first no here, and these were the games that uh, ugh, you'd like to forget, but. We might be in agreement on this one, but it's November the 20th, 2014, at the, at the Coliseum in Oakland. The Raiders were 0-10. Derek Carr in his rookie year had, did not have a win, so we think we're going to go in there and get it done. Instead, Latavius Murray runs for 90 yards in that game, and the Raiders get the victory to go 1-10. and That game, though, was memorable to me on a serious note because when Murray ran that 90-yard run, we're basically kind of right in front of me as we viewed it in the Coliseum with like water dripping on us, hoping that it was just water and not something from the, <laughs> the latrine up above. Never, uh, never know in the Coliseum. Oh, boy, that place. Yikes. Uh, but I saw Murray and then like Eric Berry. So like, go get him, Eric. Go get him. But he wasn't moving just quite right. And now we know it was after that game that he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. But that was the night. It was a bad night all the way around at the Coliseum thinking we're going to roll these guys and getting upset with a Latavius Murray 90-yard run and Derek Carr getting his first of three wins against the Chiefs. So I wrote down one for each of these, and I was thinking to myself, I don't want to do the same one as Mitch, but that game <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. so solidly say. fits in the no category. Oh, I had to write it down. And what I remember about it was before the game, the game before that one was that awesome win over the Seahawks, the Legion of Boom Seahawks. 
the offense was working with Jamal Charles. He had an incredible game in that one. It was like two degrees outside, I believe. Just an awesome game. And the defense stopped Marshawn Lynch on a fourth down attempt. Like, that game was incredible. Beat the Legion of Boom Seahawks. I think the reigning Super Bowl champions at the time. And then you're playing the 0-10 Raiders on a short week. And you never don't want to take an opponent seriously. But they were 0-10. And you're thinking we're playing really good football right now. We're going to go in there and, and beat them, right, and then keep things rolling. Well, they lose that game. It was just a tough one in every sense of the word that started a three-game losing streak, the Chiefs in 9-7, and seven, and that was the only year in Coach Reed's tenure in Kansas City that we missed the playoffs. So, And that was really the beginning of that season going downhill. So, if can there's I, can one I tag game, that a little bit? Can yeah, I tag that uh, one? Go ahead. Because I remember this. It was such a great victory over a really good Seahawk team. And I remember all of our work was done for post game, but I went in the locker room to try to see some of the guys like fist pump them. And our guys in the locker room, that it was not, I think it was a late game. I think it was a three o'clock game. But I looked around that locker room, our guys were exhausted. Yeah. And I am thinking, we are going to the West Coast with really no days of practice, and Wednesday's a travel day. To me, it was the first time that I felt the perils of playing Sunday to Thursday on the road after Halloween. I think before Halloween, it's different. Like, we had to do it, you know, and last year the Chiefs were able to win uh, against the Chargers in a showdown game. But, man, I thought, for us to reboot this fast, even though the Raiders are 0-10, I go, this is going to be a huge task. And... Unfortunately, it came true, but that was the first time I saw the, ooh, Sunday to Thursday travel, two time zones, and having no practice week and no real time to recover that I thought it got to the Chiefs. And then, of course, the Eric Berry cancer uh, diagnosis after that game. Yeah. I mean, you make a great point about Thursday road games. I think that game scarred me forever with West Coast Thursday road games. <laughs> and that's why last year, going into that Chargers game, I was so anxious because I knew we could do it. But it's just you're at such a disadvantage, I think, when you have to play and then a short week travel, you hardly get to practice at all and you go out against a good team. And the Raiders, in this case, weren't very good based on their record. They were 0-10, but it really shows uh, any given Sunday, any given Thursday in this instance. Uh, but if there's one game in recent memory that really falls and into don't no log category. off, people do not log off. We're getting to the good <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, we had to so get this out go, of the way. Yeah, I ask you. Yeah. So we're going to get it out of the way and just wash it, mouth wash it out. Okay. Yeah, but because if there's one game, there's it, nothing it's better out. than to break through scar tissue, which that was the Thursday night victory last year in beating the Chargers to basically wrap up the sixth straight AFC West championship. Absolutely, and we've had so much good fortune against the Raiders in recent years, but that was the one that fits solidly in that no category, I think. Yeah, and by the way, Carr is three and thirteen against the Chiefs and those 13 losses I think is the most against a single opponent by any quarterback in the NFL since 2014 so hmm. all right <laughs> I got another one to throw out there uh, and I know you're going to agree with me because going back to the Coliseum 2017 it was the do-over bowl yeah. right we're going to give the Raiders every chance to win this game like four straight plays <laughs> like Chiefs get a stop at the goal line up oh, holding Chiefs get a stop at the goal line. Whoop, illegal contact. Chiefs get the stop at the goal line. We can't think of something, but it's going to be just a do-over. It was do-over, do-over, do-over. Oh, they won 31-30. to That's my bizarro one because oh. I, don't, I don't think that is fair to call that a loss. Looking back, <laughs> looking back at that game, that felt like one of those games where it's like, okay, just give it to them. You know, they ran three plays with three seconds left from the one in two flags, like you just said, and then finally the two-yard touchdown to – Michael Crabtree that won the game and it's one of those you just throw your hands up like what are we supposed to do it's over and over again and yeah that, that was my bizarro one 
We can talk about it again later. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into more of that later. Do you ever stare at the – wake up in the middle of the night and stare at the ceiling fan? Oh, yeah, all the time. It's not moving, but you're just staring at it. Yeah. The six straight home losses to the Raiders from 2007, 2007 to 2012, I stared at the ceiling fan. Now, the Chiefs weren't very good. The Raiders weren't very good. But we're losing six straight games at GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. That's worth staring at the steering ceiling fan. Yeah. we got to talk about some good ones now. We've talked way too long about Let's go way too. (laughs) Just negative (laughs) I hope you stayed on. If you (laughs) came off and came back, please bear with us. So many good memories, you know. Yeah, but any rivalry, when you go for since 1960, you're going to have some of those. You can't just, like, gloss over it. you got to face it and move on and then bust through it because the Chiefs have dominated uh, these guys, especially under Andy Reid, and dominated the AFC West. All right, let's get into the yes column. Let's start to feel good, and then we'll go back to your Bizarro game. And I have actually two Bizarro games. I just thought of another one, too, while okay, we're doing Okay, good. This. <laughs> so, we're gonna, so this is yes, no, Bizarro uh, with the Chiefs-Raiders rivalry. Let's go to the yes. you got to go first in this yes one. So there's lots of directions I could go with this, <laughs> especially in recent memory. Uh, there's a Jamal five-touchdown game. Uh, all on screens, by the way. Yeah, all on screens. Can you figure the screen out on the third one? <laughs> Won everyone's fantasy football championship that day. Uh, there's, of course, either of the games last year, the comeback uh, in Vegas in 2020. Lots of great games. Mine is very random. And the reason it's so important to me is it's one of the games I remember being so passionate about the Chiefs, one of the games where I was significantly younger, but I was screaming at the TV, and it was Chiefs Raiders, and I really bought into the rivalry. And this is November 19th, 2006, so quite a while ago. The Chiefs were up by four points with just over one minute left, but the Raiders were driving down the field. This is the Aaron Brooks-led Raiders, all right? They weren't very good, but still, it's Chiefs Raiders. It's all in a vacuum, right? They're driving down the field. They get a huge play from Ronald Curry to get down to the Chiefs' eight-yard line. And I just so distinctly remember standing up, hands on my knees, like, we can't stop them. What's going to happen? This is going to be devastating. They're going to score here at Arrowhead. We're going to lose to the Raiders at home. And Aaron Brooks, looking for Randy Moss in the back of the end zone, was intercepted by Jared Page. Remember him? Jared Page picked him off. Uh, There was like five seconds left. Uh, Chiefs won the game. And I just lost my mind cheering. And I know that game really ended up not meaning a whole lot. That Chiefs team in 2006 was pretty good, but didn't go on to win the Super Bowl or anything. But certain games just stick with you for any reason. And for me, that game really sticks with me. Yeah, the UCLA Bruin, Jared Page. Baseball player, too. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, Great dude. Mine is, uh, and, uh, you know, I've got a scan here, 28 seasons. Just a few. Just a few of all these Raiders-Chiefs games. And my big yes game was December the 8th, 2016. This was the converse of going the Sunday-Thursday game. Because the Chiefs had to go on a Sunday-Thursday to the Raiders in 2014. I can still hear Jack Del Rio's voice of thinking, we have to go to Kansas City in December on a Sunday-to-Thursday turnaround. Just the opposite. Let's forget, oh, we do forget, coming into that game, the Raiders were 10-2. and two. The Chiefs were 9-3. and three. The Raiders were back. First time since 2002, since Rich Gannon going to the Super Bowl, Raiders are back. It is a showdown game on Thursday night football at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, and the Chiefs get 21 points in the span of 8 minutes and 36 seconds and do not score again. But it was also the night Tyreek Hill calls a shot. The crowd's calling Tyreek, and he runs the uh, punt back. And uh, 
basically Kelsey and goes and dabs uh, Marquette King, King uh, with the little ride horsey ride thing. But that was such a huge game because so much was on the line. People forget, oh, the Chiefs have rolled the Raiders all during uh, Andy Reid's time. People also forget that Raiders team finished 12-4, and tied with the Chiefs at 12-4. and Chiefs win the tiebreaker by sweeping said Raiders, and that was the first of the six run to um, six straight AFC West championships. I'm on Omaha every week, Omaha Radio, or affiliate up there every week on Wednesdays at 3.15 if you want to tune in. They play a series of highlights every week, and they play the one that I go, they're stretching the chains, it's a first down, Kansas City, and they give me a hard time going, dude, it was a first down. No, 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 no. That first down sealed that game and started the run of six straight uh, division championships. But that's a big yes to me because there was a lot more on the line than people maybe realize because they think the Chiefs under Andy Reid have dominated the Raiders all the time. That game was a showdown game. That game was awesome. I was an intern for the Chiefs that year, so I got to be there in the stadium in the press box watching that game. Derek Carr was an MVP candidate that year. He had a great season. That Raiders team was really good, and people thought the Raiders were going to burst through and, and maybe win the division. And I think you're so right about what a flashpoint that was because, yeah, the Chiefs have won all these division titles in a row. They've been really, really good. But there's flashpoint games where you have to assert your dominance. You have to remind everyone this is the team that's going to win the division. And to do it in 2016, it just started all of this we've enjoyed over the last several years because the team was good prior to that, good in 2013 with a 9-0 start. Good in 2014, didn't make the playoffs, but still finished with a winning record. Good in 2015, got the postseason win. But to finally win the division and move forward and assert our dominance over the division after the Broncos had dominated it for so long, that game really started everything we've enjoyed over the last several years. And uh, Tyreek's touchdown was awesome with the crowd chanting his name. The only bummer in that game was DJ going down with the Achilles injury. But uh, that was an awesome night for sure. Yeah, that his career was never the same after that. He ended up being a Raider for a while. It's like, what? I can't deal with that. That was staring at the ceiling fan, too. But I still can see DJ chasing Carr out of bounds late in that game and pulling up. Uh, but, yeah, that was a heck of a night. And that Raider team now had seven pro bowlers on it yeah, and three all-pro players. So that was a crew that was uh, outstanding uh, for that Raider team. All right, that's some yeses. We've heard the noes. Now let's go to the bizarro category of this Chiefs Raiders rivalry we look back on it getting ready for this uh, Monday night game huge game again at GHA field at Arrowhead Stadium all right I'll let you go first on I got two bizarro games okay well so the one that really stood out to me as bizarro is the one we previously discussed where the Raiders got like 15 do-overs at the one and you know they're like come on you can do it let's try one more time and they finally got the touchdown and they won and it's like all right whatever I think another bizarro one has to be the loss in 2020 because that Chiefs team was a buzzsaw just going through people. If you exclude the final game of the season. Cause it's the, the bus driver game, isn't it? Yeah. The wheels it, on the bus go round and round. If you, if you exclude the last game of the season against the Chargers because none of the starters played, the Chiefs won all but one regular season game that year. They, they couldn't be beaten in the regular season. And they lost to the Raiders at home in week five, I think it was. And the Raiders had like three touchdowns in the span of nine plays, just some big deep plays down the field. And one play that just keeps me up at night for no reason. I mean, it doesn't really matter now. But Staring a play, at the ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Is the uh, the third and 15 to Hunter Renfro. Ugh. Third and 15, we couldn't get off the field, and Hunter Renfro got a big conversion. Raiders won that game. So 
we've had so many great memories against the Raiders, but if I have to think about the bizarro games, those games where I don't feel like the Chiefs truly lost, just weird stuff happened, and the Raiders ended up winning, I think that one falls in that category too. I can still see Nelson Aguilar busting between the safeties on that long pass play thinking, wow, this could be an ambush, and it was that day. So that's the warning for this Monday night game. Don't get ambushed. Don't get caught into some kind of comfort feeling here. Uh, because Josh Jacobs is coming and so is uh, Devontae Adams. They're the only two guys that are touching the ball right now. I think Waller touched it some. But, again, go back to watch our Kingdom conversations this week. We get into all that. This episode of Defending the Kingdom, though, a little bit different. Yes, no, bizarro, dealing with the Chiefs and Raiders rivalry. I have two. Now, this is going to be, hey, kids, set on my knee version because uh, I'm going to take you all the way back to my very first year of being right. the voice of the Chiefs, right? We're going back in the ancient of days. So I'm still doing K-State at the time, and K-State was in the Aloha Bowl. I am commuting back and forth. I start from Kansas City to Honolulu, back to L.A. because they were playing in the Coliseum then. They had not relocated back to Oakland before relocating to, to Las Vegas. The division is on the line. Uh, or the playoffs are on the line. The division's gone. Chiefs aren't going to win the division. But Joe Montana's quarterbacking. And – what was bizarre about it had nothing to do with football. Mark Collins, who's a very active ambassador, yeah. you and I both have Mark's talked. Mark's great. 78-yard pick six in that game. That was huge. But the bizarro part was I've got to get back to Honolulu because the Aloha Bowl's like the next day. This was on Christmas Eve, and i got to get to Honolulu, which isn't like really super close to Los Angeles, right? It's like five hours. Yeah, so – Remember, you know Joel, Joel Myers. I think he's a Missouri <laughs> alum, maybe. Joel Myers, the great voice, right? You just sure, yeah. the mountain times. He goes, this is pre-Uber, right? I've got to get to LAX from the Coliseum. I've got to get to LAX and as fast as I possibly can. He goes, oh, you'll have a cab. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. So the game's over. I go, I've got to get to LAX. Got to, I walk out. No, no cabs, no nothing. Oh, no. I've got all my stuff. I've got to, if I miss the plane to Honolulu, my life's over. And... So I just start walking about a half block in a, the old TV sat truck, right? We're, we're going back in the ancient of days here. Yeah. He goes, where are you going, dude? I said, I don't know. I've got to find a ride. I've got to find a cab. He goes, if you go another half block, uh, you may not see the morning. Oh, like, no. He goes, just jump in. So I'm thinking, I don't know this guy. We hop in. He's driving down sidewalks because i got to get to LAX. And he finds a cab, pulls up, like pulls in front of him. It's like, you know, Channel 5 News. <laughs> and so – I give this guy all the money I have. Just get me to LAX. I could get, and that was a bizarro memory of me uh, in a Raiders game. That certainly qualifies as bizarro. Yeah, yeah. But I, it was, it was a little tense. I got on the plane. I remember just taking a deep breath and on my way to Honolulu to paradise. That is nuts. And yeah. you made it. I made it. Yeah, did the Aloha Bowl and spent a few days in Hawaii with my family, and then had to go to the playoff game because then I went from Honolulu to Miami because that's where we played the playoff game. And that dreaded, like, first playoff game, you play the wild card Saturday morning 11 a.m. game that nobody knows happens. That yeah. was us. We were in and out. Psh, Joe Montana's career's over. Ugh. I got another one. This That was kind of a yes, Bizarro. My no, Bizarro, dealt. It was in 2002, December the 28th okay. at the Coliseum. Raiders 24, Chiefs nothing. Why was it Bizarro? It was played in a monsoon. I don't know if you remember this game or not. And the Coliseum was below sea level. Remember mm -hmm. all the seagulls would fly around at the end of the game? They're looking for, like, beer and stuff. Yeah. So it was just a monsoon. If you talk to any guys that played in that game, a lot of friends played in that game, ask Dante Hall about it. 2002, actually stuff was coming up from the bottom of the field. The one end zone on the south end was completely covered in water like a, like a uh, pond. There's ducks floating around. 
below sea level sewage was seeping oh, out no. from the bottom of the field. Eric Hicks, defensive end for the Chiefs, lands in said sewage, oh. comes up, putting it on, he, and he said a slang term for sewage. Yeah. And he's like, hey, 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 hey. He goes, no. Like sewage. Unreal. Uh, it was unreal. And the Chiefs got destroyed by Rich Gannon. Uh, nobody ever threw the ball. It was pouring rain the whole time, and it was like water polo. That Carl Loftus would have been the only guy that could have played this game. That was bizarro and not a very good day. He would have had, like, four tackles for loss. Oh, like, yeah. This he is great. Have, yeah, I can picked up the ball and threw it in the net that wasn't there and have that, like, the swim cap on yeah. with his number 56 on it. <laughs> but anyway, yes, no, bizarro. When you have a great rivalry like this that started in 1960, you're going to get a little bit of everything in these games. One thing I remember, this doesn't really fit in any category. I guess it would be yes because we won the game. <laughs> I believe it was 2005. I was at the Lake of the Ozarks with my dad. And we were watching Sunday Night Football, the Chiefs Raiders at the Coliseum. And this is a hazy memory. I've tried looking it up. I can't find any video of this. But in pregame, they showed on the broadcast the black hole. And someone, I don't know who brought it in, but the black hole had like this 15-yard long plush Chiefs player, like a giant pillow shaped like a Chiefs player. And everyone in the black hole was holding part of it. And in unison, like they were rowing or something, slamming it up against the wall. And that was like one of my first memories of the black hole. Like, these people are out of their minds. And they would show the guys with like the Darth Vader masks on and spikes on their shoulders and everything. And that was like one of my first introductions to the black hole. That was Randy Moss's first game with the Raiders. And he had a big touchdown and was like high stepping to the end zone. And that just further intensified my feelings. Like, I hate (laughs) these guys. Uh, and do you know what's funny about it? I had those memories, and that was going to end up in the no category for me. But then I looked it up. We actually won the game. But I had all these negative memories about it, like just a bad taste in my mouth about the Raiders. But well, you we, were traumatized we by the big pillow. I was. Yeah. I was traumatized by it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, th- those are my early memories of the black hole. And, you know, it's strange saying this as a Chiefs fan. F- talking to straight football and football people, I do feel bad that the black hole does – no longer exists. Gone. Allegiant Stadium is amazing, I'll be honest. It's a yeah. very nice venue for football. Uh, but the black hole can never be replicated. Those people are out of their minds. But they love the Raiders, and I'll give them credit for that. I walked by the black hole many times for pregame, and I thought, anthropologists need to study this group. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where's my anthropologist friends? Go tell me about this group. Uh-huh. Um, I would walk by with Lenny Dawson. Oh, my gosh. That you want to activate the black hole, walk with Lenny Dawson in front. You know, they're wanting to like lacerate his kidney like uh, Ben Davidson tried to do back in Municipal Stadium. But the best moment for the black hole was the Brandon Flowers interception. Oh, yeah. The pick six. Yes. He flexes on top of the ball uh, in front of the black hole. There's a great photo if you can find it because we love in the Chiefs Kingdom bird hunting. We love to bird hunt, right? It's just it's best in the world here. There were many birds in that picture, but none were from the Audubon Society. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that way. It is a classic picture. This is a classic rivalry, and we get ready for another chapter this Monday night as the Chiefs will entertain the Raiders at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. He's our senior team reporter, Matt McMullen. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, and yes, we've lived through these rivalries. Yes, no, and bizarro. Ten, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead. 